All right, welcome back to Olympic Coaching Podcast, and man, we are diving into a little bit about recovery today. This is a topic that's not talked about enough, something that we're extremely passionate about in Olympic coaching, and uh, man, it's something that we really preach a lot to every single client that we work with in person, online, and so uh, we're excited to talk about this topic today, so let's dive in. Okay, so with Matt Donovan here today and diving into this topic of, you know, what are the best options for recovery whenever, uh, you know, you're trying to keep moving and training, you're trying to recover in between training bouts or even within a training session and everything. Um, why is this such an important topic? Yeah, I think it's so important just because, I mean, if you're working out, you're going to be breaking down that muscle fiber. Um, even if you're just doing longer endurance type things, you're still going to need to, um, rebuild that muscle to fight fight that soreness and tiredness that your muscles are going to be feeling and um to get better we need to do that right we, we're going to have days where we're tired we're going to have days where we're sore sometimes um and how you recover is going to affect how how much stronger you become in the end and um, if you're able to train the next day or if you're just bedridden because you're too sore um or anything like that so it's definitely important just for your overall health to uh to be able to recover well yeah, yeah, like the you know studies and research is finding more and more nowadays. It's like the re- recovery is like this underestimated fitness tool. Um, we know typically when most of us approach an exercise program or trying to get in shape in general or try to perform better, we think of like, okay, I want to eat better, I want to move more in some shape or form, mm-hmm. um, and it can even get to the extent where it's like I'm moving more and more and more and more, and I continually break down my body. And the, the, as your exercise volume increases and you, whether you work on your nutrition or not, like if you're not valuing recovery at all, which nutrition is an important piece of that, um, then you end up being in this constant state of stress or this constant state of just breaking yourself down. Um, and you, as you see like the, the best professionals, the pro athletes around the world, they are masters at their own recovery. The most successful athletes, they really prioritize their sleep setting up their environment so they can get quality sleep they work on some kind of recovery in some way daily Um, and uh, the ones that had the longest longevity they address those normal aches and pains and soreness right then and there they don't wait until they get to a point where they're injured and they can't work out again right exactly Um, I think for for most people right we all we're going to try to get more sleep we're going to try to eat better but um, as far as like actual physical like recovery tools, um, there's a lot of different things out there. Um, a lot of different things that you are the owner of. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of different tools. I test out everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe we can talk a little bit about like which ones are great for different things. Um, how you can address certain areas. Um, if you only had to buy like, let's start with this. If you only had to buy one tool, um, for your recovery purposes, what would you buy and um, why? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, I would probably end up buying a really quality foam roller first. And not, I'm not talking about like a s- somewhat dense foam roller. I'm talking about a really dense foam roller that has some grippiness to it. It's like uh, I personally use a rumble roller, their gator version. So it's got some grippiness to it and not like these huge nubs that like dig way into your tissues. Uh, but it's 
you, I can create shear. I can rotate back and forth and not just roll up and down my tissues. Uh, but having that foam roller uh, gives me so much opportunity to work in different positions and work on different tissues. Um, and I can use other common things in my home um, to work on different other angles and stuff like that, or even just weights at the gym, uh, common things you use at the gym. You can, you can work with those there. So like that would be like my one most useful uh, thing that I use more often than anything else. And everything else is, can have a little bit more of a specific purpose. They're just tools in your tool belt that you use for specific recovery or working on specific areas uh, or trying to really uh, maximize your recovery in a different way. Right. Yeah, that foam roller is pretty versatile. can use it a lot of different ways, a lot of different places to help out in anywhere you need. So Yeah, and sometimes you need a lot more than what a foam roller can give you, but that foam roller is sort of like that That daily sort of it agitates your tissues just enough to create a little bit of blood flow. It releases some stiffness, which is what most of us deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And so if you're working on hitting different areas on a regular basis, then you're able to free yourself up quite a bit. Um, but you know, you don't just wait till you're sore or you're so stiff, you can't move to actually use a foam roller. It's a sort of a daily piece of your routine to maximize your mobility and your recovery. Right. Um, yeah, before we go on to another tool, I just want to mention one thing that you talked about a little bit. Um, a lot of these tools are designed to help increase blood flow to that area, to that part of your body. Um, and that's really what's going to help you reduce soreness, reduce any potential inflammation, anything like that, mm -hmm. um, help you recover better. So um, they may not always feel the most comfortable while you're doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah. They may, like like Caleb said, it's going to agitate your tissue somewhat. Yeah. Um, but that's really what's going to actually help you like recover mm -hmm. um, going forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know you have a lot of other different tools they use. Like um, I know one of them is called a gua sha, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how would you use that? Okay, so gua sha is uh, a really ancient uh, form of recovery. It's been done for a long time, kind of originated in China, um, where it's basically just different tools for uh, scraping. So what this does is it, um, is it agitates the tissues um, from a surface level standpoint. And so you use whatever kind of lubricant you need to, whether it's lotion or Vaseline or some companies actually have their own proprietary blend or whatever, you know. Um, but and you can essentially use anything. Anything allows you to create a little bit of an abrasion um, on there. So you can use like these fancy gua sha tools. They come in all shapes and sizes. Um, you can use the, the backside of a butter knife, you know, or the handle of a spoon, you know, like... Um, you can use so many different things to actually achieve that kind of scraping. But what it does is from a surface level, um, if you just put it at the tool um, at roughly like a 45 degree angle and you scrape for like 30 seconds one way and then you rotate it to go 30 seconds the other way, um, kind of above and below any sort of stiff or agitated tissue or across a stiff area, um, that can really help break up some of the stiffness, uh, some of the collagen um, that's built up in there, or uh, it also really helps stimulate some blood flow. So like the area that needs the most attention usually ends up uh, really getting a lot of color to it. If, it, if mm -hmm. it's relatively loose, it won't have as much color to it. And so you can kind of follow the color on your skin. And so uh, 
that's kind of the, the purpose of, of that tool. And it doesn't take very long. It's like a really short amount of time. Um, and you got to play with the pressure to find out, you know, if you go too hard and if you go for too long, you're actually going to get some bruising, you know, but you got to create enough pressure to agitate the tissues enough to get enough blood flow in there to create an actual change. So, right. Yeah. Uh, where on your body would you typically use a gua sha? Cause you're probably not going to use that on your quad too much. I wouldn't think. Yeah. Yeah. The gua sha usually works better on like smaller tissues. Right. Um, ones that are easier to, to hit, um, right, you know, subcutaneous right under the skin. So I use it on like forearms, use it on or close to joints or like right next to the knee if there's some mm -hmm. tightness around there, uh, right around the ankle or the Achilles, you know, it's closer to those joints or even uh, you'll use, or I might use it like right before a workout to really um, release my overhead. So you can use it like on your lats, next to your shoulders, some smaller muscle groups around your shoulder, um, even like close to bones where there is a lot of attachments like the collarbone um so i can gua sha like right along the edge of the collarbone to help release your pec a little bit so you can get your shoulders back the way you need to so you're not going to use it on the really big muscle groups that you know whenever you're relaxed you know you can really squish it you know uh, mm -hmm. because the gua sha isn't really going to be able to get deep enough for those tissues right makes sense um okay another thing that a lot of people have access to or probably have used would be like um, different like recovery balls. So whether that's like a lacrosse ball or, mm -hmm. um, or d you have several different sizes to help you like get different areas. Um, yeah. How would you use those? And like, what are they, where would those be? Yes. Best used for. Yeah. Those are best used for, um, like hit, getting a little bit more pinpoint pressure in places that a foam roller can't reach. A uh, foam roller is going to be a lot more for like the global, um, foam rolling and everything. And, uh, So, uh, where was I? Yeah. But a, a ball is going to be able to get more pinpoint pressure on the specific areas. So like, for example, if I'm really trying to get in this gap right here in my shoulder, um, between my lat and my shoulder here, I can get a ball in there and I can go through different rotations and movements with my shoulder and really get more pinpoint pressure to work on a really specific area that's stiff. Uh, or working around my pelvis, you know, uh, getting into my gut, you know, working on smashes around there, um, around this pelvic joint here with the femur and the pelvis. Um, that's gonna, or the that whole hip joint in the front and back side, like a ball is gonna really help get places that a foam roller can't. And so, uh, and then there's the different types of sail. So you can even use things like a, a peanut, which is like two lacrosse balls attached together. Um, that allows you to sort of, you know, place it on a table or on the floor and work on some smaller muscle groups like in your forearm or your, um, or your upper arm and even on both sides of your spine at the same time uh, in between your shoulder blades. And you'll be able to get some pinpoint pressure on there to work on, you know, freeing up your shoulder blades to move. So uh, it's more for those pinpoint pressures there. And so this is, and this is, again, it's, it's sort of like helping to release stiffness. If you're getting deep into tissue, it's like getting a deep tissue massage. Like you're sort of really uncomfortable while it's happening. And then, uh, whenever you sit up, you're like, man, I feel like my skin is hot. And it's cause it is, you know, because that blood flow has been directed to that area. It's got deep into the tissues. It's kind of pulled the fibers apart a little bit to sort of free up some of the, stiffness that's in there and, and it's inviting blood flow to get in there to help 
Um, lubricate those tissues, hydrate those tissues, get nutrients in there and enhance recovery and mobility. Right. Yeah. You talked about how, um, yeah, like during a massage or during some of these, it may just be like super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, how do people, how should people know the line between uncomfortable and like, that's too much pain? Um, so how would any tips or anything that you would give there? That's a good question. Um, whenever you're going through some of the, you know, some of this soft tissue mobilization stuff, like you always want to, um, if, if you get to a point of pain where you feel like shooting pain, then that's, you're on top of a nerve and, uh, you need to get away from that because mm -hmm. that can actually make it worse. Um, but it's okay to, you know, work and find a position where you can keep consistent pressure on it and just work on your breathing. And so a, a contract relax cycle really works well. Um, whenever I'm working with different athletes and clients, you'll, you'll inhale for four seconds, contract really hard with that, that muscle that the, the ball or foam roller is sitting, sitting on. And then, uh, you'll hold it for four seconds, keeping it tight. And so you're kind of tensing up that makes it hurt less because you're kind of protecting yourself. And then as you exhale, you really do your best to kind of relax and let your full body weight go into that, uh, pressure. And you have to deal with some discomfort there. As long as it's not like shooting pain or anything, that discomfort is good. Um, and so the more kind of inhale, exhale, that contract, relax cycles that you go through, um, you're going to be able to feel a noticeable change. You got to get past that initial sort of uh, pain signal response mm -hmm. uh, to actually allow your tissues to um, relax. And so whenever we're feeling that stiffness or that a little bit of discomfort, um, like whenever you feel pain, that's a, that's a, that's like a way of your body telling you with that massage tool, uh, that this is an opportunity. This is something that needs to be addressed because normal tissues don't hurt when you put pressure on it. And so if it, if I'm pressing into a spot on my body, a, a muscle on my body and it hurts to press into it, then that's an opportunity for me. It shows me that I need to prioritize to work on that at some point. Mm -hmm. right yeah so um of course we all want to feel and move well right mm -hmm. but um what are some of like the other benefits that you've seen so like obviously we're going to feel better after um after doing some of these hopefully we're going to move better like you talked about um loosening up our front right position or different things um but are there other benefits to um just prioritizing recovery that you've seen Oh man, like it, it doesn't have to be like huge long sessions. It's just like small doses throughout the day. It could be maybe you commit to 10 minutes a day of doing something and you kind of make sure you hit different areas of your body, mm -hmm. not just ones that feel stiff, but actually you might discover other areas that were stiff you didn't know about. Mm -hmm. um, but just like 10 minutes a day. And, and what that does is that that frees you up to move better because your mobility ends up being better. But also more importantly, it prevents injury. And so... Mm -hmm. Um, if you're not working on this mobility, um, on a regular basis, on this recovery on a regular basis, then it just becomes this slow progression towards setting yourself up, you know, setting yourself up for a big injury at some point where you end up having to stop working out. You have to go see a doctor and you're like a chiropractor or a physical therapist, and all of those guys would say would know and when they're doing their assessment on you're like, wow, you totally could have prevented this if you would have addressed this when you first started feeling pain. 
or discomfort or stiffness. And uh, knowing that, it's like, man, uh, I shouldn't just try to be a hero every day. You know, like, don't be a hero, right? Like, if you feel any kind of pain or discomfort, that's a signal to you. Like, don't just ignore that. It's not something you just have to grit through. If it's more like the muscle burn from workout, yeah, grit through that. But if it's like an actual pain, like, ah, that didn't feel right on my knee, let's, let's address that. You know, right. is that because of a, a root of stiffness somewhere or is that uh, a problem with technique? You know, so it's like work on that and you're going to end up not getting injured. You're not going to have to sit out from the gym and you're ultimately going to feel better and be able to give your best intensity every day. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, basically what you said was um, you're going to do some recovery at some point if you're training, right? You're going to do it along the way and be able to keep training and keep getting better or eventually you're going to have to do a lot of recovery and not be training because you hurt yourself, did something like that. Yeah. Um, so better just to do it along the way. And, um, yeah, because if we're not missing time, if we're not taking time out of our training cycles to, um, have to go to the chiropractor or have to, um, see it there like a physical therapist or anything like that, we're able to just keep progressing hopefully and, um, stay healthy for yeah. the long term. Yeah, and these aches and pains, it's just like, it's part of taking care of yourself, you mm -hmm. know? Like, it's part of uh, prioritizing fitness. Like, you, if you're pushing yourself, you know, putting your body through things, they're stimulating adaptation, stimulating your fitness to keep developing, um, then, yeah, you will develop stiffness. You will develop little aches and pains or little nicks and knacks, you know, things that slow you down in training or make you have to adjust your training year in and year out. Uh, but if you're working on this kind of daily maintenance, uh, then you won't necessarily always, you're not going to have to go see a professional to fix you. <laughs> right. Um, and so that's kind of what we're getting at here is like, whatever tools you use, like they're just tools in your tool belt, you know, whatever helps you do it consistently. Like even if you invest a bunch into like a, uh, like a neuromuscular stimulator, something that is a more advanced thing for um, stimulating blood flow. It has these pads that, that just like shoot little um, bits of electricity to make your muscles contract, you know? Um, that's, a, that's another form of recovery, just to stimulate blood flow, you know? And that's not for everybody, but whatever tool that you use, um, even if you like sitting in ice baths, if you, if you like doing blood flow restriction, which uh, if you wanna check more about these, then, you know, visit the, you know, Linfit coaching YouTube page where we actually have demos of, you know, how we're using some of these recovery tools. Um, and you can actually have follow along routines. And so you can see how to use it. But uh, man, whatever you use, just do it consistently and work on different areas. And don't let that pain uh, or any sort of discomfort or stiffness just uh, go ignored, address that. And so that's going to set you up for better training, better results down the road. Right, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in today, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to our, you know, long spiels on, you know, uh, stuff that really we hope that benefits you. Uh, we, we ultimately want this to be a, a podcast that really helps you take better control of your own health to uh, empower you to be who you want to be to reach your goals. And so give us a like, give us a rating, subscribe, share this with your friends. We want more people to know about this. But thanks for tuning in today, guys. We'll catch you on the next one.